North Americans are finally starting to cool off. After months of extreme heat, crisp fall mornings are just around the corner. Kids are back in school, and the hottest summer on record is coming to an end. In 1936, those great plains in the United States experienced the Dust Bowl, a time of heat and drought that led to gigantic and deadly dust storms. But the summer of 2021 was just slightly hotter than 36. Fires engulfed much of the West Coast, causing smoky haze as far away as New York. Portland, Seattle, and Vancouver all broke 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Michigan was under excessive heat warnings. There can be no doubt about it. This was a strange summer. Sometimes it seems that the only thing we can be certain of is uncertainty. But there is one great certainty, the love of Jesus. Our Savior is faithful, and nothing will ever separate us from his love. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And here on this Thursday, we're in a series called This is Love. We're thinking about this word love all week and how God's love for his people is so different than our love here on earth. Most love here is pretty conditional. You be nice to me, I'll be nice to you. But Jesus said that's a worldly kind of love. Pretty easy for most people to do. But God's love is quite different. Some call it covenantal. I like how my friend Sally Lloyd-Jones described it in her Jesus Storybook Bible. God loves his children with a never-stopping, never-giving-up, unbreaking, always-and-forever love. Today, I want us to think more about this. I want you and me to see how this kind of love transforms the way we love in this world and how we love each other. Because he first loved us, we are now free to love without expecting anything in return. But oh, how quickly we forget. We easily slip back into conditional love with others and even with God. Perhaps you've felt it before. I've sinned. I've asked forgiveness. I wonder if God will keep loving me. In a moment, we're going to look at Romans 8 and read the most encouraging words for those who are in Christ Jesus, that nothing can separate us from his love. It's true because it's in the Bible and it's worth opening this haven today with a song by Lucy Grimble and Matt Redmond as they reflect about how nothing can separate us from him. There is a love that never runs out that flows from the heart of my Father never forsakes it won't walk away God, precious love is running after us no height, no depth, no weight, no length, nothing can separate us. Well, there is a grace that never gives up, that flows from the heart of my Savior. No matter how far God you 
The song is just called Nothing Can Separate. Matt Redmond singing along with Lucy Grimble here on this Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. And in just a moment, we're going to look to Romans 8 and the great reminder of how nothing can separate us from God's love. And I believe that's what Tom Beamer held in his heart on 9-11 when terrorists took over United Flight 93. He and others on the flight knew what had happened in New York City and Washington, D.C., and they decided they wouldn't be part of such an attack. But we do know Todd was a follower of Jesus, and his role in stopping the hijacking didn't surprise his wife Lisa when she found out. I didn't know what Todd's role was for three days. I knew what had happened on the flight. I knew the passengers had staged an uprising, but I didn't have any specific information on what Todd did. And a lot of people during that time said, what do you think happened? Do you think Todd was involved? And I said, yeah, I'm sure Todd was involved. You know, he was a courageous guy and he was a a competitor and he was um, someone who certainly wouldn't let someone hurt him or himself without doing something about it. And obviously I knew that Todd's perspective would have been knowing that even if he wasn't going to come out of this, that um, this wasn't the end for him. It was just the beginning. I know in so many ways that Todd's death was not in vain. But to be able to look at people who really feel like they owe their life to him is a unique blessing. I mean, there's so many ways for people to die. And I feel like, um, you know, God really blessed Todd by giving him something so valiant to fight for at the end. The other piece that Todd did that was unique that we know about, I mean, we don't know what other, pe- other people did, but Todd um, asked that operator to pray the Lord's Prayer with him. Now, as I was thinking through the Lord's Prayer, the biggest piece that stuck out to me is the part about 
um, asking God to forgive your trespassers as, as you forgive those who trespass against you. And um, I just thought, man, Todd was asking forgiveness for these people at the time. And I don't know, you know, if that whole thought was going through his head, but it's certainly um, something for me, you know, I haven't even really thought about, you know, the anger and, and all that that goes along with, with the whole thing for me as far as what those people did to Todd and, and how they, you know, destroyed my family here on earth. But Todd at that time was able to have the presence of mind to say, you know what, God's going to forget these people and I need to forgive them too. That's Lisa Beamer sharing the heroic story of her husband, Todd Beamer, on United Flight 93, now a few days over 20 years ago. She writes more about that day and their life together in her book called Let's Roll, Ordinary People, Extraordinary Courage. And in that book, she points everyone to the same Jesus who was with her husband, Todd, on that plane before it crashed. The same Lord who walks with all of us, in our trials of life. I'd like to send you Let's Roll for your gift to the ministry. And our number to call after the program is 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or you can make a gift on our website and watch more of the interview we just aired some of with Lisa Beamer. And then you can make your gift at haventoday.org. Haven Today. In a moment, we're going to hear another song from the Irwin family. And I'll tell you more about their brand new CD called This Is Love. But first, I want to think about how nothing can separate us from God's love. Benjamin Franklin once said that in this world, nothing is certain except death and taxes. You and I know that both of these things are true. We will all die. And in the meantime, we will all be taxed. But there is nothing else in this world that's certain. We know that most things don't last, of course. Our cars break down. Our clothes wear out. Food gets moldy and rotten. The ground under our feet can erode and change given enough time in the right circumstances. And have you ever refilled a plastic water bottle too many times? It stops tasting like water. And it starts tasting like plastic. Even memories fade. I know I don't always remember things as clearly as I'd like. I've been to Israel. I've seen many of the places mentioned in the Bible, whether in the stories of David or Elijah or even Jesus himself. But my journeys in the promised land are in the past, and my memories aren't always as clear as I would like them to be. And I imagine it's the same for you. All of us wish we could perfectly remember the good times in our lives, but that just isn't always possible. Things fade, and they eventually pass away. So we can ask, where's the certainty? What can we trust? Are we just adrift in life, tossed to and fro on one wave after another without any anchor in sight? No way. The Word of God paints a different picture for us. This week, we've been talking about the love of Jesus, and what a wonderful love it is. This is love that we have a hard time understanding, isn't it? I don't know about you, but again and again I'm shocked that he could love a sinner like me. But he does, and Christ's love for those who trusted him is a very sure and certain thing. Now listen to these words from Romans chapter 8. 
I'm going to read verses 35 through 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are condemned as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Powerful words. I know we've heard them before, but you can't get enough of these words from Romans 8. Think with me about Paul who wrote these words under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, of course. But let's go back. Think back to the first century A.D. There's Paul, a short man walking on a hot, dusty road. He's on his way to one more city, ready to preach the gospel one more time and plant a new church. But as soon as we get a good look at him, we realize something. He's walking with a little bit of a limp. And as we look at his face, we see scars. Maybe we expected this impressive-looking man walking upright and tall, but that's not what we get. We see a man who's gone through more than most of us can imagine. In fact, Paul listed his own sufferings in 2 Corinthians 11. That's where he tells us he had been in prison frequently. He'd been flogged severely and been exposed to death again and again. Five times, he says, I received from the Jews the forty lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from the rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. And then English translators put a period in there, but he's still running on. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Now, every time I hear and read those words, I'm nothing but astonished. How could so much happen to one man? And how could he keep going after all of that? There's something that isn't on this list, you know. Paul was eventually martyred. He was killed by the Romans for his faith in Christ Jesus. But he kept going. And why did he keep going? Because he knew that nothing would be able to separate him from the love of God found in Christ Jesus, his Lord. Romans 8 has been a favorite passage of Christians for almost 2,000 years. I can't speak for you, but I know that in my life I keep going back to these verses. Did you notice that Paul quoted from the Old Testament in this passage? Psalm 44 
is the place where we first read the words, For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. And the psalmist goes on to call on the Lord to redeem us for the sake of your steadfast love. What Paul is saying in Romans 8 is that the prayer of Psalm 44 has been answered in Jesus. The Son of God loved us enough to come to the earth, take on flesh, suffer and die for us, and rise again for us. To take the wrath of God against the sin of all who believe in him, to be the sacrifice that the Old Testament lambs could never be. And why did he do this? Was it because we were worthy and deserved it? Was it because we were so lovable and good? No way. He did it because he loved the unlovely. And as we read a little earlier in Romans 5, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. Well, we were still sinners. Christ died for us. So, if our own sin couldn't separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord, then what can? Can death or life, angels or demons, the present or the future, any powers, height nor depth, or anything else separate us from our Savior? And Paul has a short answer. No. This love is a sure, certain thing in the midst of an uncertain world. It is an anchor for us as the waves of life keep breaking against us, trouble and hardship, persecution and famine, nakedness and danger and sword. Paul experienced all those things, yet he kept going, even through incredible suffering because he knew nothing could separate him from the love of Jesus. That's how we're to live as well. As we've been thinking about the love of Jesus these last few days, I've been shocked once again at the amazing grace that has been shown to us, the perfect Son of God, loving us, who gave himself for us. That's incredible love, indescribable love. What undeserved grace. But if nothing else, today I want you to take away one more thing. This love is never ending. Christians do not need to fear that one day Jesus will fall out of love with us, that he will ever forsake us. There's a phrase that we read again and again in the Old Testament, the steadfast love of the Lord. It's the kind of love that's different than our kind of love. It's the love of our God, our Lord and Savior, and it's a love that's always faithful. The Hebrew word is hesed. We've talked about that before. Those of us who are married know that we don't always love our spouse like we should. Parents know that we don't always love our children like we should, and neither do children always faithfully love their parents. But God is faithful Jesus assures us through the word how nothing will ever separate us from his love. It'll never change. Jesus would not go through the cross for us, only to abandon us later. You and I have been through a lot these last years, haven't we? COVID, war, natural disasters, political and social unrest. In this way, we're like everyone else who has ever lived. We cannot trust the things in this world. They will change. 
but they'll pass away. And while they're doing that, they'll let us down. But we can trust in our Savior. And we can know that his love for us will never change, will never fade away, and will never, ever let us down. When life seems to be too much for you, will you promise me to do something? Remember Romans 8 and find your rest in Jesus. Nothing will ever separate you from his love. In the breaking, in the aching, in the suffering, you are here. In my wanting, in my wandering, in the longing, you are here. You say, come as you are, so I run into your arms when my scars touch you. song filled with gospel truth by the Irwins from their brand new album, This Is Love. And this is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. And isn't it refreshing to hear young people singing boldly and loudly about their love for Jesus Christ? I think you'll be blessed to listen to all their new album that's filled with hope and uplifting music. Every time you listen to their sweet harmonies and biblical lyrics, you'll be encouraged that nothing can separate you from the love of Jesus. Why don't you call us right now? Make a gift to Haven today, but ask for a copy of This Is Love, the CD. And the number to call 
Do it right now, please. It's 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go to our website, check out the video we shot with the Irwins when they sang a cappella. You can also listen to an extended interview I did with them in Texas when you listen to our new podcast called Great Stories with Charles Morris. And then make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And if you heard that excerpt earlier from Lisa Beamer talking about her late husband Todd and his heroic actions against the terrorists on United Flight 93, we still have copies of the 20th anniversary release of Let's Roll. Lisa shares about her husband's faith in Christ and how he lived his life and died his death in order to point others to the Lord. It's a truly inspiring read. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When on Friday, we'll share together one more time the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Everything seemed to be going wrong for Joseph. His brothers hated him, sold him into slavery. He found himself in jail, only to be forgotten for years. Eventually, Joseph was second in command to Pharaoh in Egypt and in a position to make his brothers pay the price. A drought had forced them to come down to Egypt to find food, but Joseph took the way of mercy and shows us a better way. Genesis 50, 20, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Joseph's words for his brothers show us the way of Christ. Mercy always triumphs over judgment. Revenge is easy, but choosing the hard path of forgiveness, saying, I forgive you, that is the way of Jesus. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.